Welcome back in the Bill Michaels Show. How are we looking? How are we looking? Good to have you on board today. And uh, we're halfway through the program. Coming out of the darkness has now happened, and we all know that. And uh, now joining us on the hotline, Andy Herman of the Packaday Podcast is here. Andy, how you doing? I'm doing great, Bill. Thanks so much for having me, as always. I always appreciate it. Um, let me ask you first and foremost, what do you make of all of this? Because I, I said today when I heard, uh, you know, I, I heard, I hear the conjecture every day. There's a different story. Every day there's a different take every day. Either they can't stand Aaron Rodgers, They can't stand Aaron Rodgers, They want him back. They don't want him back. Are you about up to here with the fatigue that is Aaron Rodgers in the off season? A million percent. I feel like we're the ones in the darkness retreat and the darkness is knowing exactly what Aaron Rodgers is going to do, right? We are in the middle of no man's land. Like you said, every single day, there's a new report. One is going to be that Rodgers is coming back. And then the next day it's now that he's leaving. Now the Packers are disgusted with Rodgers. Now they're happy to have him back. Like it's just something new every day. And listen, like the fun, there's fun conversations to be had around it, right? If they trade him, what could they get in return? What team would he go to? Like there's certain things and conjecture that you can go over that. Like I said, it's some level of fun. That's what the off season is all about. But when you get into like having to break down which journalist is breaking which piece of news and what's the newest and latest on what people think are going to have happen, like there's just like you said, fatigue, exhaustion, whatever. And I think Packer fans of all fans should have, you know, thick skin to this stuff by now because we went through it with Brett Favre for how many years? And then this is really the third year in a row where it's been pretty aggressive with the Aaron Rodgers off and on again sort of um, saga. But uh, I, I just think you can see the fatigue in everyone. And I think everyone's just ready, whatever that decision is, back, not back, traded, retired, whatever it is, I think everyone's just sort of ready for it. What do you think happens? Now, let me. I'm going to ask you your opinion on all of this before I give you mine. I ask me today, and it's one thing, ask me tomorrow, and it's probably another. As I've said for the majority of the offseason, I think the easiest solution is probably the one that if I had to bet on something that I would probably bet on, and that's just that he's under contract, he's currently a member of the Green Bay Packers, and the easiest solution is probably that he's just back with the team. I could The, the one that I see is the least likely is him retiring. I can't imagine that all of a sudden we're going to hear this week that Aaron is retired. Nothing would completely shock me, but that would be by far and away the most surprising. And you could tell me that he got traded and that certainly would not surprise me at all. But um, as much as I kind of go back and forth on it in my mind, if I had to bet on one today, I would probably say the easiest solution, which is probably him returning. I listened to Brian Gutekinst and I I'd said yesterday that with everything that's gone on and everything that's been said, it's kind of like you got to stay in the middle of the tornado or the hurricane where you got to listen, and he said, we're not in this for one year. They didn't sign that contract for one year. They they gave him a lot of money for three years, uh, and they kept saying he gives them the best chance to win. Uh, they talked about Aaron making his decision, uh, and we're reading into what wasn't said about wanting him back and everything. I just think that, it, you know, and he said also, we have expectations for our, you know, return on our investment. And In other words, get in here, get your work done, get your legs under you, work out harder this year, work with these young guys, get on the same page with the coach, and let's go. And that's, what I, that's pretty much what I took away from the end-of-season press conference. Did you? It's interesting. I almost, in a way, took away the opposite. And what I've kind of gone back to, and, and the one thing that I, I you know, kind of, kind of being uh, counterproductive to myself here and what I just said a moment earlier, but the one thing that I do come back to is when, it, you know, Brian Gutekinds got asked, obviously, in back-to-back press conferences, one, you know, right towards the end of the season, then one right after the end of the season. And it was telling to me that he used kind of the same canned statement. And it was like, 
you know, when he was asked about Aaron Jones, he's like, oh, of course, absolutely, we want Aaron Jones back. And he was asked about David Bakhtiari, you know, the expectation is that David's going to be back. And two press conferences when asked about Aaron Rodgers specifically, he's like, well, we want all of our guys back. And it just seemed like a very canned statement. And there's an old bit um, by Michael Che, the SNL uh, you know, um, weekend update host where, you know, he, he's basically like, well, if I, you know, if I tell my wife, well, if she asks me if, if I love her and he's like, well, I love all women. Well, you know, that doesn't always work. If, if right. you ask Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, do you want it back? Well, I want all my players back. You know, it doesn't have the same connotation to it. So um, that's the one thing I do kind of keep going back to with Brian Gutekind's press conferences is that he had a couple opportunities to say, absolutely we want Aaron back we, you know we were we would be thrilled if he came back this season it was just more of a, a canned statement in both situations and again a, a juxtaposition to what he said about Aaron Jones and even David Bakhtiari so again this is the, the least fun aspect of it because we're trying to read between the lines and read the tea leaves but that's the one that I kind of keep coming back to if the Packers didn't expect more than one year out of it why in the world would they have signed that contract yeah it's a it's a fair question and that Again, that swings it back in the other direction, right? I, I think when they signed that contract a year ago, I think they fully expected that this was going to be something where Aaron was going to retire a Packer and that they had you know, probably two to three seasons with Aaron. Uh, you could look at it in another way and say, like, this, with the option bonuses, what they did is they left themselves an out to trade Aaron Rodgers if it did get to that situation. And I do think there is a difference between him coming off back-to-back MVP seasons and him coming off broken thumb or not broke or you know trouble with the ribs or not him coming off arguably the statistically worst starting season of his career so um i think things change in the nfl at a rapid pace and we've how many times do we see a coach sign uh, a new five-year deal and then he's fired in the offseason or a player sign a new contract and then ends up with a different team immediately uh, this stuff just unfortunately happens in the nfl but I think whatever happens, we're certainly going to go back to last offseason, look at that contract that he signed and say, all right, you know, probably mistakes were made in one way or another. I uh, Well, let's get away from Rodgers for a minute. What do you what do you like? What do you dislike about this team moving forward? Because I think we're all kind of thinking to ourselves, this team needs to first and foremost figure out its salary cap. Uh, there are some guys they can redo. But what do you like about this team? What do you not like about this team right now moving forward? I think some things that I like is, you know, you can look at this team and be like, oh, they're, you know, they're so far away from being able to compete at a high-end level again or, you know, things like that. I look at this team and I still see some extremely young, talented players on this roster where you you can look at the Chicago Bears and be like, wow, the Bears have all this salary cap space and they have all these draft picks, the number one overall pick coming up. And you could be, you you can look at it and say, yeah, that's great. But, you know, they don't have a Jair Alexander. They don't have a Rashawn Gary. They don't have some, you know, Elton Jenkins. They don't have some of these really talented young players that Green Bay still has on their roster. And I think that is still a reason to be excited about this team moving forward. They have a lot of really interesting lottery tickets that some will pay off, some will not. But your Quay Walkers, your Devontae Wyatts, your Jordan Loves, uh, Samori Toure, Romeo Dobbs, the list is, is pretty extensive of some players that could be really, really good. Maybe some don't turn out, but I think they have a lot of intriguing young players on this team. Where I'm not so bullish on this team is I, I think this is a team that – is desperately in need of an identity, uh, especially on offense and on defense. On defense, this seems to want to be, from a Joe Barry standpoint, kind of a bend-but-don't-break conservative defense, not bring a lot of players, try to get home with four and cover on the back end, make sure you're not giving up explosive plays, tackle everything ahead of you. But they don't really have those guys. They don't have the you know high-end tacklers in the, ba- the, the defensive backfield that are making sure that those plays end up in five, six-yard plays rather than 20, 30-yard plays. And we don't see a level of violence. If you ask what this defense does well, 
It's not a violent attacking defense. It's not a ball hawking defense. It's not a pressure defense. It's not a blitzing defense. So, like, what is it that you do well? I think they need to figure that out. And same kind of thing on the offensive side of the ball. You know, they seem to be a mismatch offense, meaning they want to take advantage of whatever the defense is giving to them which in theory is good, but you have to have something that you can lean on, something that you can always go to as your bread and butter that you do very, very well. I don't think Green Bay necessarily had that last year either, Going in, especially when it, they got into red zone situations. So I do think this team is desperately in need of an identity, and I think that's something, whoever is that quarterback, that they're going to have to find this season. I, uh, I have said my priority would be a pass-catching tight end, more depth in the defensive front. I agree with you on now, you know, you're going to have a healthy Devondre Campbell. You're hoping to get Rashawn Gary back uh, better numbers this year out of Preston Smith. You know, Devontae Wyatt and Quay Walker certainly take a step up. What are you going to get in Stokes? Uh, did Savage figure it out? Maybe things change in that sense. But I, I still think pass catching tight end, another wide receiver, a veteran wide receiver. I think your offensive line is relatively solidified. But I just, you know, do you, can you just run it back? I mean, you take a look at, uh, like, Lazard. They're talking about paying Lazard. And Lazard, for all intents and purposes, thought he was gone. So is it wise to bring Lazard back? Is he the best of a bad lot, or is he just cheap? Yeah, I think the, the Lazard thing is probably the similar conversation of Green Bay goes to his agent, says, here's the number where you're, you know, where we're at. You go out in free agency. If you don't get your number, come back to us and we'll be here. But he probably goes out in free agency and hits that number that he wants, right? Just based on the lack of wide receivers that are available this offseason. I think he probably ends up getting paid uh, significantly more by another team. But to answer your other question, and, and I'm with you, you mentioned pass catching tight end. You mentioned wide receiver, whether it's veteran. Uh, to me, it's just as simple as they need more playmakers on offense. I love the Alan Lazards, the Mercedes Lewises, the guys that are doing the dirty work. And there is a place for those players un unequivocally. You need to have some of those guys on your team. But at the end of the day, this is an NFL right now made up of playmakers. And if you don't have uh, you know, a handful of guys that can get the ball in their hands and make explosive plays, it's going to be really hard to put up points. We are seeing all these defenses play the version of the defense that we, you know, we kind of just explained, right? trying to play two safeties deep, trying to make sure that you're not getting these long explosive plays. You've got to just have guys where you can get the ball in their hands and they can make things happen. Bringing Aaron Jones back is a piece of that. Having Christian Watson in his second year is a piece of that. But pass catching tight end, just having a guy that can separate and get some actual yards after the catch at that position would be huge. A wide receiver that can work the middle of the field and, again, do something actually with it afterwards to pick up an additional 15, 20 yards. So you're not having to have these 17 play 85 yard touchdown drives that are just such a slog and make it so incredibly difficult to put up points in today's NFL. So I think if you can do that, all those things that we mentioned on defense, if all of a sudden your offense is putting up significant points again, and you've got, you know, a double digit lead that allows Joe Barry to be more aggressive on defense. It's really hard to play defense when the offense has everything available at their disposal when they can go run pass, play action, et cetera. It makes it tough. If all of a sudden Green Bay is playing from ahead because they have those you know playmakers on offense, I think we're going to start seeing the Eric Stokes, the Jair Alexanders, the Razul Douglases, those, that secondary group that is more meant for their coverage, all of a sudden can do their job a little bit more rather than having to do the physical, you know, eat your vitamins type of work. And I think they can be a little bit more successful if they get actually that, you know, those playmakers on offense. Um, talking with Andy Herman of the Packet Day podcast at Andy Herman NFL over on Twitter. Uh, I agree with you about all of that. And uh, the, the question I have when you talk about a pass catching tight end, what do you think of Tanya now that he's a year removed from his knee issues? 
it's an interesting question. If you, we go back to 2020, I think we saw a very impressive Robert Tunyon that could help any offense in the NFL. I remember 2021 in training camp. This was not just a me thing. This was a lot of people saying this. He was like the player of the 2021 training camp. He caught everything his way. He was getting separation. He was constantly in the middle of the field, catching everything from Aaron Rodgers. It was a very impressive offseason. And then, but remember, like prior to his ACL injury, even the start of the 2021 season, for whatever reason, that training camp performance did not carry over into the start of the regular season. And he was not anywhere near on pace for what he was doing in 2020. Then as the torn ACL, and then you could tell at the beginning of last year, he just wasn't quite himself coming off that torn ACL up until the end of last year, where you could kind of start seeing some of that athleticism and run after the catch come back a little bit for him. So I, I think this is an opportunity where, Listen, if you get him on a, a cheap prove it, you know, deal with some uh, potential incentives, you know, laden in that contract, I think that's something that could make sense for this team, especially if Aaron's back. Uh, but I also think that you're probably at a point right now where you're looking at a, an aging Mercedes Lewis, a Robert Tunyon that's coming off an ACL, and it's just probably a position where you just need a little bit more youth and explosiveness. And this is a pretty decent draft for those type of tight ends and wouldn't shock me if in, in even like round two, Green Bay starts looking for a younger pass catching tight end. I, uh, I I would like to see that tight end position upgraded. I would like to see another weapon added, uh, but I also want to see uh, a veteran uh, of some ilk wide receiver-wise, and I'm not talking just somebody's retread. I'm talking get somebody yeah. that's, re- like you said, a playmaker that you know is bonafide that can help this team, and at the very least, dictate coverage, which then would help Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and Samari Torrey and whoever else you get, get open and be a much better player. That That's what I would, that's the only bigger free agent pickup I would love to see short of maybe if you're going to replace Adrian Amos at safety. Yeah, Mike Kosicki, Evan Ingram, a couple names that could potentially make some sense, more pass-catching tight ends. And listen, again, one of the things that's tough to predict with this offseason and what direction Green Bay should go is is who's that quarterback. But that's a position where if it's Aaron Rodgers, we know they need more playmakers because they're obviously going to try to contend for this, you know, at the highest of possible levels that they can this upcoming season if they're bringing Aaron back. If it's Jordan, the best friend for a young quarterback making his first starts is a tight end over the middle that can be your security blanket that you can go to when things break down when you have a you know Kansas City Chiefs game on the road where everyone's blitzing you like crazy just having that tight end who can box people out and just be as uh, like I said like a safety valve or security blanket that that is going to be so important for Jordan Love so no matter who's that quarterback a, a pass catching tight end makes a lot of sense for this team. Real quick before I let you go, uh, so we believe, I believe that Rodgers, I said all along, if Rodgers is committed, he's back. That if he wants to run it back, I think they're going to go ahead and do that. I think that's where things are going to lie. If he does not be, if he's not committed, and, and, and Andy, you tell me first before I let you go, do you think last year he put everything into his body and his legs and his core during the offseason? During the offseason, no. I, I think Aaron um, is very confident what he can do with just kind of the way, you know, where he's at in his career right now. I don't think, I think if you're comparing, you know, 2010, 2011, 2012, Aaron Rodgers and what he did in the offseason to what we saw this past season, my guess is it's, it's just probably not the same, right? And, and again, it's, it's tough to know that a million percent for sure. Uh, but I, yeah, I think that's probably, there's some level of truth probably to that. Okay, so that being said, so at the end of all of this, I've said all along, if I'm Goody, I sit down with him and I say, are you in? And I'm talking about working out, building the legs back up, core strength, working with the young guys, working with the coach. Like he said, we want this return on our investment, which I thought was a very interesting statement in his postseason presser to say something like that. To me, if he's all in, 
I'm bringing him back. If he even remotely hesitates, like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that. I don't want to be there for this. You know, the old let Cobby coach him up. Then I'm like, you know what? You're done. We'll talk to you later. We don't need this because if you're not going to be all in, you're not going to be committed, then what are we doing? If you're not committing to getting better, then you're not getting better, and we'll talk to you later. I assume that's what's going to happen, right? Yeah, I think the conversation is pretty simple, right? I think Aaron wants the Packers to be all in, and I think the Packers want him to be all in. And I think Brian Gutekinds can say, listen, I'm willing to go out and get some guys, maybe a Mike Kosicki, maybe an Evan Ingram, whatever that is. I'm willing to go out and, and build this roster and, and borrow more from the future to build this team up to go all in, but I need the same commitment from you. And that, you know, I know that some of that stuff is voluntary, but we really need you here to be the leader of this team. And I think if, if both sides are that way, if, if Aaron says, yep, I'm all in if you're all in, and Brian says, I'm all in if you're all in, I think it's probably a fairly easy conversation, right? But if, like you said, if there's any inkling from either side that Green Bay's maybe waffling and saying, hey, we're just going to go grab a couple of the, you know, you know, bargain bin free agents like we normally do and build through the draft, Aaron might say, yeah, I have a better chance elsewhere. Some other team will go all in. And if Brian says, or if Aaron says, Hey, you know, I'm just going to kind of do what I did last season and, and green Bay is not a fan of that. Then maybe they say they're going to go in a different direction. So I think both sides really need to be all in, in this, in this conversation when they have it. Andy, great stuff, man. I appreciate it. I could go on and on, but I know our time's short. Uh, take care. We'll talk to you soon when all this kind of transpires. Okay. Can't wait. Thanks so much, Bill. Appreciate it, pal. There you go. That's Andy Herman of the Packet A Podcast. Go to Andy Herman NFL at Andy Herman NFL over there on Twitter. And uh, I agree with him. I agree with him. I, I you're either all in or you're not. And if you're not, move on. And that's and I agree that if if the Packers aren't all in at this point, then Aaron Rodgers probably looking at it as a, a maybe a one two year window, saying if you're not all in, you're not going to get us what we need. You know, I'll give you relief in the cap. I'll do what I can. I understand that. You know, we gotta we gotta fix that first. And if Rodgers is not all in, then obviously Rodgers could say, you know, hey, I don't want to be here. I'll I'll give you some relief if you can get me out of here and move on. And maybe they maybe they make his decision. So we'll wait and see. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by my buddy Dwayne. Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. That is Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com. And I tell you why, because he is Wisconsin's best, by far, best. Uh, canvas, upholstery, boat cover provider. Uh, if you have gym equipment, he can do it. If you have office equipment, he can do it. If you have an awning, uh, canvas awning or something out in front of your business, just give him the measurements. He can do that for you too and install it. It's it's just such good quality craftsmanship. And people from all over, not just even in the state of Wisconsin, are coming to him for this unbelievable quality upholstery, boat cover provider, canvas upholstery, you name it. They can do it. Go to Dwayne's, D-U-A-N-E-S, Dwayne'sCoverItAll.com, or just call him 715-870-2119, 715-870-2119. Follow him on Facebook at Dwayne's Cover It All, at Cover It All as well right there uh, also because he just does fantastic stuff. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. If you are uh, out looking for some bacon, and aren't we all, there is no better place to go than Quick Trip. Check out our friends at Quick Trip. They have right now limit two because the price is so good. And don't forget to use your Quick Rewards card. So when you're there, you can pick up some bacon, anything else you possibly need, and it can get you some discounts, take away some pain at the pump, 
Or, um, you know, if you're like me every now and then, you walk up there and you're like, eh, you know what, I'm going to grab one of these burgers or something like that. And they're like, oh, that's free. That's on us today. Oh, that just tastes so good. Check out our friends over there at Quick Trip. And don't forget when you're there, type in, boop, 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 type in your Quick Rewards card and you are good to go. You are good to go. So, Lewis Riddick, by the way, on ESPN, uh, talking about Aaron Rodgers and such. And uh, it was from First Take uh, just a little while ago. And all the discussion became about Aaron Rodgers emerging from the darkness. Lewis Riddick had this to say. Take a listen. So I think, it look, for him to return to Green Bay really is the easiest road. I think there's a lot of things that would allow him and that really would make sense for him to go ahead and return there, given how the season ended last year. So, yeah, I look, I, nothing would surprise me with this guy really at this point in time. Quite honestly, it gets exhausting having the conversation every offseason about whether or not he even wants to play the game in the first place. And that's why I think personally, when you're talking about the Jets in particular, I said this yesterday and I said it again today, so I'll say it again now. It's just as important for them to get the right person as it is to get the right player in that organization. We saw just how important people are, especially character, makeup at the quarterback position. We saw it just this year with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's the number one reason why, despite all the doubt people had about Patrick Mahomes going into the season, given what he had lost, it was the makeup of the player that made the difference for them. Because as soon as the offseason hit last year, he got everybody together that was new, along with McCole Hardman in that wide receiver room, and said, you're coming down to Texas with me. I'm going to get this on the same page right now. Right now. Not in August. I'm not skipping OTAs. I'm not skipping mini camps. I'm not going to have any questions. There's no questions about whether or not I want to play the game. I'm going to get us all together, and I'm going to get us on the right page. And what does he do? He wins his second MVP, his second Super Bowl and he has the best season efficiency-wise of his entire career. Is Aaron at that point to where he wants to do that for a new team that desperately needs a guy like that? I don't know if he is. That's why I think he winds up back in Green Bay. There you go. In other words, Green Bay gets the the door prize of quarterbacks if he's not committed. I I, I have said all along... And I don't waver from this. I got people asking me today on the on the live stream, and and and, and you know, some of it's sarcastic, some of it's honest. Um, about well, Rogers hasn't made a decision yet; he hasn't let anybody know. LOL, you know, it's a joke, and this and that. And uh, well, you want him back so bad. I said no, no. It's not about wanting him back so bad. What I want is the commitment, and I think that's the biggest thing. It's on both sides, but and Andy Herman was dead on dead on it's on both sides the Packers are ready to commit and say we're in and Rodgers is it in Rodgers is in then I think it's a good marriage if Rodgers is not ready to commit he's not ready to go all in he's not ready to be that guy then it's a bad marriage and you need to move on regardless of the Jordan love effect the only other caveat to that is if Gutekunst is sitting in his office right now listening to this program and he's nodding his head and he says to himself, ah, Bill, but Jordan Love is the real deal. I know it. I was a little sketchy when I chose him, but I've watched him grow. I've watched him throw the football. I've watched him understand. I've watched him learn. I've watched him become more of a leader. 
I've watched his confidence, and I I believe from everything I've heard from the coaches, the other guys around him, that he's the guy. That would be the only other fly in the ointment. If you believe that, then unequivocally, you tell Aaron Rodgers, we're trading you. We're going to send you to a team that's acceptable. Give us your short list of five or six that are looking for quarterbacks, and we'll see if we can't make a deal. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, Aaron. I really don't want to trade you away to an NFC team. It'll be down on the list. It'll be down on the list. So if your first team is San Francisco, that'll be the third team on the list. We'll try the... We'll, we'll we'll try the the Jets. We'll look at the 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 Raiders. We'll try to put you into a situation where if you play for the next year or two, you have a legitimate shot at at winning a division and getting into the postseason. After that, what you do with it is up to you. And then we'll go with San Francisco. We'll go with some of these other teams that could possibly be looking for a quarterback, Tampa Bay, whatever. But the only way we'll do that and we'll make it make you very aware of it is they're going to have to come stronger than any AFC team to get your services. We're going to have to get more out of it because it would be stupid upon our part to not only give you what you want and trade you away, but then to have you come back and beat us if indeed we turn out to be pretty good. We we don't we don't want that. So that would be that would be it. That would be the way I would go. If he's not all in, it makes it makes it extremely easy. Extremely easy. Hey, if you are going to be out and about this weekend, maybe a little Mardi Gras celebration, or maybe you're going to do the uh, Lenten thing, the fish fry on Friday, and then on Saturday, get your grill on, this is what you do. You call up my buddy Paul Roberts at Roberts Specialty Meats, and you say, Paul, what do you got? Paul's going to say, I have... The garlic, uh, the garlic Parmesan chicken skewers. You're like, oh, that sounds good. Or maybe I'm dieting. I have shaved turkey. Maybe I do have chicken. Sure. How about like just a filet? High protein, low fat filet. How about that? Maybe, maybe low fat ground beef. Drained ground beef. How about that? Or maybe you're just all in and you're like, you know what? I just wanted one of those Al Capone roasts or the sausages. I'm going to bring in some marinara. I'm bringing in some extra cheese. I'm face first like I'm going to the electric chair on Sunday. Maybe you do that. Either way, you call our buddy Paul Roberts. Roberts Specialty Meats Waukesha.com. That is Roberts Specialty Meats Waukesha.com. you got some deli items. you got some uh, Wisconsin cheeses, cheese spreads that are down there as well. Or maybe his own barbecue sauce. Check it out. Go to Sunset Drive in Waukesha or Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha.com. That is Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha.com. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Glad to have you on board today. Uh, a lot of good stuff uh, to chat about. 877 867 1670. 877 867 1670. Don't forget about our friends at Pindell, P-I-N-D-E-L.com, Pindell.com, a good quality machining and manufacturing company right here in the state of Wisconsin. And if you're looking for a career, just give them a shout. Go to Pindell.com. They're paying excellent wages, and they want you to understand it's a career. It's not just a job that, you know, whether it's the old-fashioned spindle way or you're doing it robotically, uh, they'll train you on everything. And if you want to Someday build your own business. They they they're like, hey, we'll we'll help you. So uh, they're just a good company to work for, and they're right here in our own backyard, New Berlin, Wisconsin. Go to Pindell p i n d e l dot com. That's Pindell dot com. So I, I thought this was interesting. Interesting over on Twitter, 
Uh, Badger Bay says, why trust Goody? Uh, RAS scores uh, 42 of his draft picks, 27 of which are busts. This is a fundamental part of the problem. Okay? So you start to go through this list of draft choices. And, you know, Jordan Love, we don't know anything about. A.J. Dillon, he's average. Dexter Williams, no good. Kylan Hill, he ends up getting, you know, dealt. Christian Watson, good so far. Equinemia St. Brown, uh, no. Uh, Marcos Valdez-Scantling. They call him a bust, but he actually was a serviceable guy. Jamon Moore, bust. Samari Torre, to be determined. Amari Rogers, a bust. You know, you go through the offensive line. Zach Tom, he's been good so far. Elton Jenkins, good. Royce Newman, considered a bust. Cole Van Lannan, certainly a bust. John, anybody that's still on the roster that's serviceable, I, I would say good, but not, you know, a bust. Uh, John Runyon, good. Sean Ryan, they've already called Sean Ryan a bust. He's He's only been in the league a half a season, but... You know, Cole Madison, Jay Can, it all goes through all the whole thing. Josiah Aguara, Jay Sternberger, the whole deal. So I get it. But I thought, you know what? How does that compare, say, to Bill Belichick? You know? You go back and, and go 2016, Cyrus Jones, Joe Tunney, certainly, uh, you know, serviceable. Jacoby Brissett, right? Vincent Valentine, Malcolm Mitchell. Alandon Roberts, Ted Karras, Devin Lucene. Go up to, say, 2018. Sony Michelle, yeah. Duke Dawson, Jawan Bentley, the linebacker. There's Christian Sam, Braxton Berrios, Danny Etling, yeah. Okay. Keon Crossan, Ryan Izzo. You know, you start looking at this and you put it into these you know, a lot of these guys are still with the team. Um, I agree with that. They're serviceable and they're players. But you start looking at it in the sense of Gudikins really did, in the grand scheme of things, he had two two drafts that were just not good. They they looked good and they just didn't end up that way, right? Just didn't end up that way. Uh, Jair has certainly turned out to be good. Josh Jackson, Oren Burks, Jamon Moore, Cole Madison, J.K. Scott, MVS, EQ, James Looney, Hunter Bradley, Kendall Dunnerson. When all you have left from that 2018 draft is one guy, I agree. That's that's not good. That's not good. 2019, uh, Rashawn Gary, Darnell Savage, and Elton Jenkins. Beyond that, nope, not good. You got four players from two years' worth of draft available to you. That's not good. Um, 2020, A.J. Dillon, Josiah Aguara, Kamal Martin, John Runyon, Jake Hansen, uh, Vernon Scott, Jonathan Garvin, you know, uh, okay. Um, but I would agree. I, your life's blood is your NFL draft, and you're only as good as your general manager and the guys that are choosing. The last couple of, the last couple of, of drafts, though, have been pretty good. So what I would say is the first couple of drafts are this. Now, now, work with me here for a minute. You want them, you want them to be great. There's no doubt about that. You want them to be great, right? But here's what happens. Ted retires. Goody moves up. Russ Ball wanted the job, didn't get it. Now you've got Goody moving up. You've got other guys that are moving around in the system. 
you know, it takes you a little while to get acclimated. You know, even let's just say, say you've been in a company for forever, right? And you've been doing the same thing on the line, and you know the production line better than anybody. You're one of the people that have been down there inspecting the product. You know it better than anybody. And then they say, you know what? You know that product so well. We had a guy that was promoted to a senior vice president. You're going to become the vice president in charge of production. And now no longer are you the guy in the line inspecting the product. You're the guy that has to o- oversee the people inspecting the products. They don't look at them the same way you do. They don't see them the same way you do. They may have a, a less standard than you do, or they may value something a little bit different. You know what I mean? So it takes a little while for people to get acclimated to what it is you want and for what it is they look for versus what it is you look for. So the first year or so, I can say that. I can say that. No problem. After As things start to get better, you kind of say, well, guys, guys and girls are getting more into their role. We now have a, a uniform expectation across the board, and we're starting to see things the same. It takes a little while. So the first couple of years of duty, what's left, yeah, that's not good. I admit that. But he hasn't been bad since, especially last year. You know, thank God you hit on four of those guys that became viable pieces of your team. You know, otherwise, poof, you're <laughs> you're really down the tubes, you know? At least you have some opportunities now, right? So I, I you know, I'm not all down on Goody. I think Goody has done a a he he's made it he's made it um he's gotten better. He's gotten better. This is a big year though. I agree with that. The big year because not only is it the the decision with Aaron Rodgers, yes or no, but it's also acquiring additional talent that's going to come in and help pretty quickly. And in addition to that, it's also then the acquisition, the the ability to work with Russ Ball on the acquisition of additional talent, at least two pieces, one being offensive and one being defensive, at least two pieces. And I think that's probably all you can afford, to be honest with you, but at least two pieces that are going to be impactful players on this team. That's going to be it. Yeah, Ben. There's one problem when it comes to yeah. this offseason with Goody. And this is not a defense of him, but it's looking forward to what we're going to see the next couple months. Mm-hmm. If you're going to add at wide receiver, you kind of have to do it in the draft or or trade if you could find something. The, the best available free agent wide receivers are Juju Smith-Schuster, Jacoby mm-hmm. Myers, Paris right. Campbell, Alan Lazard, and Matt Collins. None of those right. five are changing your offense. No, you know no. I, that's why I think there's got to be some creativity there. Plus, the top ones are going to get crazy money just because there's nothing else available. Right, like Christian Kirk last year with the Jaguars got insane money, and that set a weird market. But there were a lot of good guys available out there. There just aren't this year, which will right. kind of make it tough. You're relying on the young guys, but you also are going to have to draft another. Yeah, no, I that I agree with. Would you? Let me ask you this. Would you venture back out for the OBJ? If all he's still out there, if he's healthy, would you go back in that in 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 that realm? If he's healthy, I mean definitely. If I could work it with money, but 
he'll probably be asking more than the Packers could pay. Mm -hmm. We're sitting here in a situation where they still have to cut back a little bit. They still have to sign their draft class. And there probably are other places that are needed more. You talk about like a, like a vet defensive lineman. Right. So I don't know. The, the markets are also all kind of getting crazy for free agency. Right. Because you have teams like the Jaguars, like last year, where they had a clean slate, a couple number one overall picks, and they weren't paying anybody. So then they went out right. and paid seven dudes at once, all money probably way above what they were worth, which set mm-hmm. the market for everybody else. Right. That's why I, I think free agency is going to be tough. That's all I'm trying to say. I, I think free agency is going to be tough, and I'm not even saying you got to go out and find yourself a, a guy via free agency. I, I think you're going to have to make a deal. I think you're probably going to have to give up a draft choice or two. I, just, just my opinion. I mean, I, there's some guys out there that you might have to, you know, figure out salary cap stuff with. But I know a lot of people are talking about DeAndre Hopkins. But I, I, there, there probably is another. Uh, plus, don't forget, there's going to be guys that are going to get cut because of their salary. But, yeah, I, I would think that there's, you know, the June 1st cutdown days, I'm sure. But there's going to be other areas to be creative with that I, you just you, you got to find somebody. Um, and, I, I, you know, again, I, I look at what Goody has the task of, and there's two areas that you're going to have to figure out. One is going to be another wide receiver, and two is going to be safety. I mean, I, you know, I know people say, well, bring Cobb back. He can help, but he's he I understand that but he's he's still not a guy you're you need a guy a wide out that is going to dictate coverage where you have to account for this guy and that that you just you just you need that we saw that last year and I know people went after me when I said they don't have a downfield threat but unless Christian Watson emerges in his second year and really becomes a Jamar Chase-esque type of player you still don't have that guy. He's fast. He can get downfield, but that's not, that, that's not a consistent downfield threat. He's not winning the 50-50 balls. He's not, you know, hauling it in from all over the place. He's not Devontae Adams. He's not getting free. He's not a guy that you can't handle one-on-one right now. He's, he can maybe become that guy, and maybe he does. But at the end of the last season, he, they still weren't. I mean, you just listen to what, you know, the Detroit Lions said. No, they didn't have a downfield threat. We didn't worry. And, and Detroit didn't have a great secondary. They just simply said, look, we know that Christian Watson's fast, but they didn't have – there's nobody like Devontae over there. Not to say that you got to get a Devontae type of player, but you at least need a guy that's going to dictate coverage. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, Mark said uh, Zach Tom was last year's best draft choice, and uh, otherwise it's been a bust. Are, really? Quay Walker was your leading tackler? He just needs a – it's going to take him a little bit of time. Like Rashawn Gary, would you consider him a bust? It took him a little while. Devontae Wyatt, same thing, and he played well at the end of the season. Christian Watson started to show flash when he was healthy. Romeo Dobbs had a a decent role in the offense uh, coming out of the slot. Zach Tom played extremely well. This was a better-than-average draft for Gudikins. And you're hoping that, you know, look at uh, Eric Stokes, who ended up getting hurt. Hopefully he can come back and play well this year. Josh Myers. Now, I agree about Amari Rogers and Royce Newman, and but T.J. Slayton's at least giving you a little bit of depth for a fifth-round draft choice. Uh, Shamar Jean Charles, no, and I get it. Kylan Hill, they let go. Isaiah McDuffie, Colvin Lennon gone. I understand all of that, but this past year's draft choice, when they needed it most, they got it. 
You'd love to get one more draft like that. Boy, oh boy, would that fortify this team in a heartbeat. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And at Pella right now, and I've told you before about the, the windows and doors I have in the house. I, I'll absolutely love them. Uh, with the cold wind blowing right now like crazy, and I'm watching the snow and the ice blow off the roof, and I am nice and toasty and always constant of a 70 degrees here inside the house. I can't sing the praises enough. I had a great room downstairs that always was leaky. You could always hear the wind coming through that great big giant patio door, and I had it replaced with a beautiful door from Pella, and that room stays consistent, and it, every day that it's cold, that room is now saving me money because of that new door that I replaced it with. You can get roll screens. You can get slider windows. You can get different casements inside, outside. Impervia, which is just like fiberglass, vinyl, wood, whatever suits your budget. No reason not to call our friends at Pella. And right now, no interest, 48 months. If that doesn't prop you to call, I don't know what will. No interest, 48 months. Get a hold of our friends at Pella. Go to Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI, 855-PELLA-WI. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Waterfront Pub and Grill uh, tomorrow. I know they did a big deal last night for uh, the beginning of Mardi Gras and all that kind of stuff, but uh, but uh, or for the end of Mardi Gras, but going into the Lenten season, big fish fry tomorrow night right there on the lake. And uh, they also have a big event coming up I've been telling you about uh, at Curly's, and uh, I'd like to expound upon it if you just give me just a second here. Uh, but Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill right out there in Pewaukee Lake, they have got the uh, the ice fishing tournament, or the uh, ice golf tournament. Uh, coming up and uh, I know they've got a lot going on there's a lot of fun stuff happening out there but uh, they do it for uh, autism and they've got a lot of cool things that they do out there that are meat raffles and whiskey raffles and uh, the ice golf and meat raffle coming up for autism and that's uh, that's this weekend uh, on Sunday the 26th uh, they've got the registration going on. I don't know what it's going to be like weather-wise. I don't know if they're going to be able to get on the ice, but they always do a, a terrific raffle. And uh, they've got uh, a whiskey raffle. They've got Blanton's and Buffalo Trace and Four Roses and Whistle Pig and Angel's Envy and Boardstown packaging it all up for uh, for some chances. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful event. And if you're going to do anything this weekend, you want to swing by Curly's Waterfront Pub and Grill uh, right there on Pewaukee Lake, Lakeview, Ro- or Lakeview Boulevard. Uh, on Pewaukee Lake. They do a, a, a terrific job, and Ryan and his staff are great people, but uh, they do it for autism this weekend, so remember that if you're uh, if you're going to you know do anything. So I highly recommend heading out there. Just good, good people. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Coming up after the top of the hour. Coming up after the top of the hour. Uh, some other stuff, if you will, uh, being said uh, regarding the Green Bay Packers, this time it's by Alan Lazard. When it comes to Alan Lazard was on Sirius XM Radio. When it comes to dealing with the Packers and becoming a free agent and looking for the money and all that kind of stuff. So you're going to hear from Alan Lazard coming up after the top of the hour. So you want to hang out for that. 
Okay, hang out for that. Uh, in the meantime, I uh, got an email here real quick. Uh, this is from our buddy uh, Jeff listening to us in Waukesha. I said, I honestly don't care if Rodgers or Love are the quarterback next season because neither neither of them next season is going to take us to a Super Bowl. So to me, just build the damn team with Jordan Love. I'd like to see what he has. Uh, did Ben pull a Rodgers on you where the uh, the dark cabin on the vacation would possibly be? Hey, I, you kind of didn't tell us, but you gave us a little hint, sort of, kind of. I like that referral, though. I, li- I like that, uh, that, that point of reference. Ben did give us a little bit of Aaron Rodgers. I'm going into the darkness. I'll tell you when and where. I'll give you a hint, but it's by a balloon, but maybe not. Could be. Might be. Dark light, candles, in a tent, not in a tent, where the golf clubs can be swung. I like it. I like it. More of the Bill Michaels Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.